0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. I'm pleased to be with you today, enjoying great conversation with industry experts in real estate and all the fun things that go with real estate. January of 2018, man, it came so fast. We had a lot of plans for a really rocking year this year. And guess what? They're starting to take shape. The weather's looking great. People are still excited about the economy and about the growth in northern Nevada and about how great it is to be a homeowner. Well, there are challenges. You got to take care of the property and then you got to decide what you want to do on the property. Today we have two guests in the studio that are going to help us talk about both of those topics. We're going to be talking about the beekeeping world with Debbie Gilmore from Mason Valley Beekeepers and also Jack Whiteley is joining us and Jack is the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. We're putting it all together after this quick break.
1: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at
0: sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you. And today we're having a good time talking with two people. Jack Whiteley is with us. Jack is the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Jack, it's been raining a little bit outside. I know I see m- more muddy sidewalks. Does that mean mud coming into the homes too?
2: It depends on how many animals they have, how many kids. Mm-hmm. But we, we stay pretty busy year-round. We're fortunate.
0: Yeah, because I know another thing that you do is tile cleaning. And we're going to talk about that with you later on in the show because I know that's a big topic for our listeners. I'm glad you're with us today. Thanks for having me. Also with us in the studio, Debbie Gilmore. And Debbie is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. Welcome to the show, Debbie.
3: Thank you. It's good to be here, Peter.
0: Once the year turned and it was January 1st, I started thinking, boy, my bees are probably changing their calendars too. It's really amazing what's going on.
3: I think they're changing their calendars a little early this year because of our weather. But <laughs> I know. It's been really nice. Are,
0: it's been more like more like March, it seems like, than yes, January. Yes, and the
3: bees are out flying and, and looking for food. So. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people have heard me talk about bees and honeybees and why I love honeybees, Debbie, because uh, we, I'm encouraging people to become beekeepers or just to be at least be aware of the beekeeping world. But let our listeners know about your background and how you became interested in the bee world.
3: Well, actually, um, my great grandfather moved to the Mason Valley area. It was 100 years ago this, this year, it was wow. 1918, yeah. that he moved into Mason Valley and he was a beekeeper. Really? So I'm actually the, the fourth generation beekeeper in the family. Yeah. And um, my husband Andy and I picked it up about ten years ago, after my parents sold the business in the '70s. So, uh-huh.
0: so your grandfather, when he when he came to the Mason Valley, was he already a beekeeper? Was this his family beekeepers, or did he start it?
3: From what I understand, he worked with a beekeeper that was in the area already. Mm -hmm. And then in time he got his own bees. And so he created his own company um, soon after he got to the valley.
0: What is it about bees and beekeeping? I mean, besides the fact that you can get honey and sell the honey so you can keep the system going, what is it about beekeeping that you find uh, captivating?
3: Well, I think there's so many facets around beekeeping. You know, when when my husband and I started 10 years ago, I love woodworking. And so we started um, in our shop building equipment. So you have that aspect. You have the weather aspect. You have to keep a watch on the weather and how that affects the bees. You have to pay attention to habitat. What kind of flowers do you plant? Um, Your garden, is it being pollinated? There's just so many aspects to beekeeping, not only the bees and how to keep them healthy and and surviving and all of the byproducts of the beehive and It's just so, so many areas of the beekeeping that's exciting to me.
0: One of the things I'm just realizing that I like about beekeeping is when you're a beekeeper, it's like you have a second home. Yes. It's just that in your second home is your bee family because you have to do the same things. You have to build the home. You have to take care of the home. You have to maintain their little box, right, is what it is basically. That's right. You take care of their little box, but there are all of the elements and maybe even more in, in that environment that we have in our own homes. Jack is with us and he's a carpet cleaner and keep people want to keep their floors clean right, all the time. What do bees do? Bees are ultimate
3: house cleaners. I mean, they are cleaning all of the time. They sterilize the entire environment inside their beehive. Um, are they bear there,
0: approved, do you know? Bear approved, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's kind of funny though, isn't it, those similarities about keeping a house in nice working, tidy uh, order, and our own, as as humans, keeping our homes in in tidy order. So in the fall, I was caulking my house, right, because I'm still finding a lot of cracks and air ducts moving around and making sure that it's weather tight. Mm -hmm. What do bees do?
3: They um, collect a resin from trees, mostly Mm -hmm. from trees, and it's called propolis and they use that to seal all of the cracks um, all around so that they are insulated basically during the winter as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that the inside of a beehive, even in the winter, let's say it's 10 degrees outside. If mm-hmm. it gets real cold it gets down to five degrees outside. Well these these bees, they, they keep a nice house, so what's the temperature like inside if it's 10 degrees outside?
3: What, what the bees do is they cluster in the winter time and In order for any of the new bees to hatch or to um, keep new bees generating, they have to keep that internal temperature in that cluster about 94, 95 degrees. So they they cluster, they use their um, muscles and a vibration to generate heat to maintain that. So one of the issues in the winter with bees is at heat that's generated inside, and the cold outside generates a lot of condensation. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't allow for the ventilation, that condensation can drop onto your cluster of bees and, and freeze them, basically.
0: Well, wow. actually kind of freeze them, drown them, I mean, it's, wow. Yeah, so they can have so, flood, they can have flood issues in the wintertime just like so you, we can. so
3: you think about you know you don't think about ventilating in the wintertime, yeah. but it's very, very important.
0: I would bet that's probably one of the things that people think about least that are beekeepers or thinking about beekeepers is is the heating and air conditioning, the ventilation system in a beehive. It is critical, Debbie. I learned so much from you and, and from your wonderful organization. Um, that you know I really do think that ventilation is one of the keys for bees because I go places uh, and if I'm a little stuffy and I'm a little claustrophobic, I got to get out I'm not comfortable at all. And if I'm supposed to be working in an environment where things are really stuffy or claustrophobic, I'm not going to produce very well And isn't that really what we want the bees to do is to be great producers?
3: That's yes that's I think that's the ultimate goal. You know, commercial beekeepers take a lot of the bees for pollination for different crops, you know, for a long season. Um, but a lot of hobby beekeepers, their end product is the is the honey that they get at the end of the season. Yeah. And so you're trying to produce more bees and keep them healthy so that they forage more and bring back more nectar. Yeah.
0: My mommy always used to tell me when I was young that she said, the people that have things that have success in their life That have possessions and have happy families, whatever it is, it's because you work toward that. You focus toward it. You don't just magically get all of these things one day. And it's funny when I think about honey, it's like that too. It doesn't just magically appear. (laughs) There's a lot of work going on to make a drop of honey. I mean, I've read someplace that it's one bee will maybe make a quarter teaspoon or something like that in its life. Is that right? One twelfth of a teaspoon. One twelfth of a teaspoon.
3: Yes. And in the summertime, the worker bees will live about three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a very short lifespan to produce that one twelfth of a teaspoon.
0: You know, that's, that's the thing about watching bees and, and studying bees is there's an element of, it's almost perfection in the way that the bee world is. It's yes. very orderly. You don't see a whole lot of protests and uprising, mm-hmm. hunger strikes, uh, layoffs. Uh, you don't see any social services for the non-workers that want to just hang around. I mean, in fact, some of those non-workers, they're the drones at this time of the year. They get thrown out, don't they?
3: They do. <laughs> they do. They I were mean, all kicked out of the hive.
0: Yeah, they all are working for the same goal, and that is the collective, the hive, if you will. It's like they all have the same true focus, and it's not on themselves. It's on the family, the collective. It's a really beautiful thing to see. It
3: is. I wanted to mention something Mark Winston who is author he wrote a book and one of his things and I just love the concept but when you open up a beehive Mm -hmm. it's like you go to an entire world you don't think about all the problems in your life you don't think about all that you have to do and stuff all of a sudden all of that stuff goes away, and you're focusing on what's going on in this beehive, mm-hmm. and it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can learn so much by just how the bees are working together and um, their organization.
0: Well, we're going to talk more about the beekeeping world, and what it takes to become a beekeeper. Great event that's coming up next month, put on by the Mason Valley Beekeepers, uh, and also. Um, just some other ideas on what's so great about being a a, a beekeeper and getting involved with the bee world. But in case anybody has to tune out of our show, they can't stay for the end, why don't you give us the best way to get information about Mason Valley Beekeepers?
3: Okay, we have a website. It's masonvalleybeekeepers.org. There's contact information. You can look at the different classes and the conference that we're offering. You can register online. Um, Our meeting dates are there my phone number's on there, so.
0: Okay, we're gonna put all that information on our website too, nevadarealestateradio.com will make it easy for people to find you. Jack Whiteley is with us too from CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. You know, Jack, I do a little bit of work with honey in my kitchen, and I know a lot of people that do the same. They have challenges because when that honey drops onto the floor, and you don't know that it's there, you end up having honey in every part Everywhere. of your house. I mean, it's just, you just track it all over the place. Yep. It's, it, it's hard to make and hard to get rid of sometimes. But I want to talk to you about cleaning tile. That's kind of a world that a lot of carpet cleaners don't even think about, but it seems like more and more people are cleaning tile. So hang on. We'll talk about that and more after this message.
4: So you're thinking about buying investment real estate, getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, Branch Manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding, then find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit SummitFunding.net slash L C A R R or call 775 775- 626-0775 for personal service this is lou Carr from summit funding nmls number two five eight seven five zero our branch nmls number is one zero four two eight five seven summit fundings nmls number is three one nine nine thank you summit funding is an equal housing lender
0: welcome back to nevada real estate radio peter padilla here with you today Helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is they don't think about how they're going to get financed for a mortgage before they start shopping for a mortgage. So, you know, they might just go to the first person or animal that they see talking about it on television. Yeah, I saw a monkey the other day talking about mortgages. Another day I saw a dummy talking about mortgages. And, you know, I just wonder why people would create a commercial with a dummy or an animal talking about getting a mortgage when, in fact, it's maybe the biggest decision you make in your life, you need to talk to a top mortgage lender. And that's why we recommend that you talk to Lou Carr. Lou is the branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks. Summit Funding is a fantastic mortgage loan organization because that's all they do. Mortgage loans to help you buy homes. And, you know, if you're thinking about buying a second home, they can help you with that. Maybe a duplex, a threeplex or a fourplex, you know, investment property, Absolutely. Lou Carr is the man to talk to, and I recommend you give him a call anytime you want to talk about getting pre-approved for a mortgage. You can reach him at 775-626-0775, his branch ID number is 1042857, and Lou's NMLS number is 258750. Give Lou a call and tell him Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I'm talking with two guests. Debbie Gilmore is with us, and she's talking about becoming a beekeeper. She's with the Mason Valley Beekeepers. Hope you're having a good time being here today, Debbie. I
3: am. I love being here. Thanks, Peter.
0: I love having you here, too. Also with us, Jack Whiteley. Jack is the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Jack, hope you're doing well, too, today.
2: Yes, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: You know, I'm going to share with our listeners, you and I were talking yesterday. You've got a another kind of a job coming up here in the next day or so. You're gonna be talking about cleaning tile. Why don't you let us know how that differs from just carpet cleaning?
2: So the main difference with tile and grout is, obviously, you can't go in to carpet and just soak it, although some people do, but that's not the point. You wanna get the carpet as dry as possible, as soon as possible. Right. Tile and grout, you have to kind of soak it in a solution, let it sit and do its work, and then we do four more steps to ensure it's clean and sealable, and then we dry it, and then we seal it. Mm-hmm. So you won't, you know, it'll beat up um, any spills. I mean, it's still stone, mm-hmm. so it's still a challenge because you'll get stuff that nobody's ever cleaned and they expect it to be white. Well, it, but, so
0: it actually, the stone tile, it can actually stain, is that correct? Yes, because it's porous. So when people buy homes or people move into a home, the tile looks great. Uh, it's, do they have to have the expectation that there's going to be a stain down the road if they spill wine, red wine on it or something? What can they do to prevent that from happening?
2: If it's a stone tile, not a a fired tile like porcelain, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you seal real stone the tile. The fire seal's already sealed, okay. and actually um, they do make a grout now that is sealed. Mm-hmm but they don't use it on track houses or even high-end track houses. And if you have white grout with kids and animals and you don't seal it, why even have it? you got to protect it. You wax your car, you know, you protect, you got to protect your things.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so that's something, so the sealing, is that a process that you help people with as well? Yes, yes.
2: Okay. As well as showers, you know, and some of them can get really bad too, just over years. If there's any leaks, you can kind of see, all kinds of things that happen in the shower.
0: We're talking about bees today and bees are so hygienically focused, right? They're ultra clean. Debbie, they're pretty ultra clean, right? Yes, they are. Ultra clean. And so especially beekeepers, I spent, I would expect if it's like it is at my house, I'm not sure whether the bees are following us or we're following them, (laughs) but we want to keep a really clean house. And a tile is, is something I would bet, Jack, a lot of people don't even think about cleaning. They just... What, will they mop it, will they vacuum it, and then they think, hey, done, right? Well, what's happening all that time? Is that stuff still there?
2: Well, it just depends on the, the traffic in your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, again, if you have dogs, cats, kids, people over all the time, mm-hmm. it's going to get wiped out if you take your shoes off or you don't, yeah. if you have a walk-off mat or you don't. Yeah. So whatever you carry in on your shoes is going to get knocked off somewhere. Most of the time it's in the carpet.
0: So talk about that. You talk about people that take off their shoes. So that's something I've done for many, many years, mostly out of comfort. But does that really help that much? if you, you Absolutely. know, a household where you're, you know, kind of the rule is take your shoes off at the door, come on in, have fun.
2: Absolutely, yeah. especially for carpet. Uh-huh. And that's why you see the walk-off mats before the door. You'll yeah. see, it's important to have them so that people, if they don't take their shoes off, maybe they'll kick them.
0: At least they can get most of most the stuff of off, yeah.
2: But, yeah, there's a big difference. And the main thing that you can do for carpet, and everybody has one, I hope, is a vacuum. Vacuum, vacuum, vacuum will save your carpets.
0: See, it would seem like a carpet cleaning company would not want to talk to you about these kinds of things because they just assume your carpet get dirty and be unmaintained. That way you call them more often. So, first of all, it's really nice of you to say those things because you're helping people Save money, in effect, right? Does that does that also save money on the wear and tear of the carpet? Absolutely.
2: Um, I've saved a lot of carpets, give them five extra years, ten extra years. The thing about doing clean and really dirty carpets is it's hard for everybody. But as far as helping them out, I've always helped out the customers. And that's why I have long-term relationships with probably 90% of the people that I clean for. So it's really nice and that's why I still do it because I have great, great, great clients.
0: I'm talking with Jack Whiteley. Jack is the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. And Jack, I know that you do residential work, you do commercial work, but I think more and more people are wanting to know more about backgrounds of the people that are working at their homes, uh, especially for the fact that you're going into the home, it is their castle. Tell us about your background.
2: My background is I've been an entrepreneur since I can remember, I mean, I washed cars, mowed lawns, sold lemonade, used to give kids a ride in my golf cart with my dogs (laughs) for a quarter to go around the block. So it's kind of been my spirit. And um, I worked a little bit in corporate America um, and I didn't like it. So we started the business in the Bay Area. And then, you know, I'm born and raised here. So once we got a chance to come home, I came home and it's been good yeah, so ever how many, since.
0: How many years now at CJ's? 22. 22 years. That's a lot of carpet, a lot of fiber, a lot of tile, and a lot of trust. because A lot of
2: trust. We, yeah. we actually, I have some clients I've never met. They just leave a check. How I can get in and get out?
0: You know, I'm looking for clients like that, Jack, but I can't get them to, to do that. That's a talent. Leave you a check.
2: <laughs> it's again. It's just all about the rapport and yeah. the relationship that you have.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you're going into people's homes, taking care of their private residences, but you've done some pretty big commercial properties as well. Share with us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, we cleaned IGT for 13 years. Uh, that's the big casino that's the, slot machine the company. Biggest, yeah, in the world. And um, that kept us on our toes. I bet it did. We did um, the kitchens, we did a lot, a lot for them, Mm -hmm. all the carpets and everything. And when the recession hit and everybody was doing crazy things, they cut out Mm -hmm. us. So it wasn't never an issue with our quality.
0: Mm-hmm. They just probably have dirtier carpets now than they used to have I over know. There.
2: I'm waiting for the call. Oh, my
0: gosh. Well, I see no carpets or tile on their slot machine, so I know where their focus is. But I bet you really enjoy working in private residences and with people that, I bet a lot of people, you've known them from previous uh, previous calls or, or friends, family members.
2: Yes, a high percentage. Mm-hmm. I know all their dogs their <laughs> cats.
0: Yeah. So your truck has uh, a couple of the pets in your world on the side of them, they're almost like spokespersons for your business. CJ's recommended carpet care. What is the reason for that?
2: I love animals and to have the van in the business, um, I think it should be what you do and that's what I do.
0: So a lot of your clients have pets. I Uh, mean, that's- Most of them. So that's kind of a, that's a specialty that you have because well, I, you know, cleaning up after pets is not as easy, I don't believe, as even cleaning up after children because the pets don't generally tell you where they made a mess. If they make a mess, and sometimes well, they can hide that.
2: Yes, that's where the challenge will come in with with urine removal because yeah. you don't know. So you might have to go in there with a black light. Um, you got to identify where it's coming from to eliminate it.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a real kind of a, it's kind of a, an investigative process when you go into somebody's yes, homes with for that, Yeah. Yeah. So you've had pets for a long time. Why is it that pets urinate in the house? What is the what is the reason?
2: They're stubborn. If they're mad at you, they'll do something. Oh, they retaliate. Yeah, they'll take your favorite shoe and rip it apart in the middle of the living room. Yeah. So when you come home, that's the first thing you see. Yeah. I had one go through a couch for his ball yeah. and rip through the couch. <laughs> you know. Wow. And so, you know, and if if there was another dog there that marked, I don't care how good your dog is, usually they're going to mark cuz they're animals. That's what they do. Thank God that Bear is not going in my house because he's way too big. But Sean and my little dachshund, she's 18.
0: And, I mean, what are you going to do? I've not met Bear in person. However, I've seen the pictures. And what kind of a grizzly did you say he is? He's, he's a half chow,
2: half Newfoundland. So he looks like a 100-pound chow or a miniature Newfoundland. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's a big dog. He looks he's like cool. a lion. He looks like a black yeah, lion. he's got with a that big, big mane. Yeah, he does. He's Beautiful awesome. animal
2: he's awesome
0: jack it's a lot of fun to work with you and i've seen your work as you've done my home it's beautiful what you've done and i know that you really care that's something that you don't find from the big commercial operations the big conglomerates is an individual who absolutely cares about what he's doing for you in your home and as the owner There's nobody higher that I would recommend they talk to at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. If somebody wants to reach out to you, maybe schedule a consultation, have you come out and do some work for them, what's the best way? best
2: way is uh, to give me a call at 775-815-1551. I'll answer the phone and I'll take good care of you.
0: All right. Jack, I'm glad that you're here with us today. The show's not over. We're going to talk more about the bee world. I hope you can stay with us because we have Debbie Gilmore in the studio. Debbie is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. There's a big event coming up next month that you've got to hear about. We're going to talk about that and more after this. So you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage
4: is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit SummitFunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number two five eight seven five zero. Our branch NMLS number is one zero four two eight five seven. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you.
0: Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. With me in the studio, I've got two great guests. Debbie Gilmore is with us. She is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. We're talking about the wonderful world of beekeeping and great beekeeping events coming up in northern Nevada. Also with us is Jack Whiteley. Jack is the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care and doing a lot of tile care as well. This is a great segment we had with him to find out why people need to focus on their tile care as much, if not more so, than their carpet care nevada real estate radio we look at what's happening here in northern nevada especially and, and wherever so often we get our reports from the reno sparks association of realtors it was just yesterday when we got our most recent report it's for the fourth quarter of 2017 so median home price in northern nevada debbie you want to get a guess here what's happening Ooh, in i
3: know it's gone way up
0: give me a number what do you think Hundred thousand. 350. 350 says andy Andy's in the room with us. Okay, that's a good guess. Jack, how about you? 360 360 for Jack. Well, okay. So these are the median home prices. That means half the home sold for less and half the home sold for more. And before I give you that number, I want to remind you that it was in January of 2012, six years ago, that we hit the most recent bottom in median home prices. I remember that day very well because I was in the mortgage industry closing loans for people, and the median home price in northern Nevada was $150,000. For a three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, stick-built family dwelling. Now, it's a little bit higher than $150,000. It's $349,000. Very good, Andy. You're within $1,000. We both went over. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're out. (laughs) She wins. (laughs) That's an increase of 13% from the year before. So in one year median home prices have gone up 13%. That's huge because, you know, in a typical normal market, if there is such a thing as a normal market anymore, the numbers go up maybe two or 3% up or down, but the 13% is huge and it's not the most recent time and the only time that we've seen those big numbers. It's happening, we're going through a housing boom in Northern Nevada. Now keep in mind this median home price of 349 does not include condominiums, townhomes, manufactured homes, or even brand newly construction homes. No, they're for homes that are existing, stick-built homes. So let's talk about condos as well, though, because condos were way behind on the values compared to homes. They are at $170,000 for an average type condo in northern Nevada. That's surprisingly another 13% increase from the year prior. So as far as the, the difference between condos and stick-built homes, they're going up at about the same rate in the last year. I remember last year, though, at this time, just one year ago, condominiums were priced way low. They were like down to $120,000, $130,000. And they were really a great buy in those days. But I think what was happening was there were still homes for sale, and people were still saying, well, we can buy that condo, but let's pay a little bit more for this house. As homes became harder to find in the bright price range, it happened. Condominium values went up as well. So congratulations to the buyers of condominiums that bought Back in early 2007, because you've seen some substantial increases in your equity. Now, during the fourth quarter, of course, things change a little bit when you tighten it up. So instead of just looking at Northern Nevada, let's look at Reno for a median home price. Remember, in Northern Nevada, Washoe County, $349,000 is the median home price. If you say, okay, just Reno, we're up to $360,000. So again, that's about a 13% increase from the year before. And if you look at just Reno for condominiums, instead of being at 170000 for the county, it's $188,000 in Reno. So it's a good appearance that the closer you get to the center of Reno, that's where all the action is going on. Uh, Debbie Gilmore is with us in the studio. Debbie, you don't live in Reno. You come in from Yarrington, but have you ever been out to the uh, Midtown area here in, in Reno? Have you done any shopping there or gone to a restaurant there?
3: Uh, um, yeah, more recently than I have in the past, and yeah. there's a lot of good things happening down there.
0: It's very cool there, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, some good restaurants and stuff
0: down yeah. there. How about you, Jack? Are you ever do any Midtown work or get around about anything? I'm around there. I mean, I,
2: I, I'm local, yeah. so it kind of confuses me that when they call it Midtown because midtown's everywhere
0: yeah well for you you know you were here when what there were cows on uh, shoppers yeah no,
2: no mccarran no,
0: yeah right but you know midtown is a very cool place pretty much right in the center of town a lot of young people live in there it's a very hip place cool restaurants that's where we've seen a lot of the growth happening in reno proper itself because when you live that close to the center of everything, you don't even need to own a vehicle. And if you're in Midtown, you probably better not have a vehicle because it's hard to find parking there. Because there's not a lot of parking, but great restaurants, great residences, and I really see that place coming together. It's uh, it's turning out to be a really nice part of Reno, Midtown. Uh, downtown looking better all the time, but Midtown is really coming together. The area that I'm always excited about to talk about is the more affordable area of Reno, and that's part of Reno I called Fernley. And because it's so close to Reno, by comparison, I used to live in Phoenix before I got here. And, you know, it would take an hour to get from one side of town to another. And it's only about a half hour to Fernley. And look at this. Median home prices in Fernley, $227,900. I mean, that's more than $100,000 difference for the same comparable home that you would find in Reno. But, you know, the drawbacks, if there's any, got to drive a little further. 30 miles, maybe about the max, Jack. You're, you're local, you know, so that's a that's a long time, long it, way for a lot of people. It
2: was, but I lived in the bay. We commuted. I commuted from Walnut Creek to the city, yes.
0: and I mean that's a commute. How about, was it a half hour? It or was more?
2: a half hour in the morning at yeah. 5.15, up till two thirty. If you left at three thirty, you were an hour and a half. Wow,
0: crazy. Wow. So and of course a lot of traffic, a lot more stress. I like to go to re, to to Fernley because it's kind of a pleasant drive. It is to go along the river and. You know and you you see some really pretty things and the horses relax the horses yes and if you had a fishing pole you could probably pull over and just drop it right in the river there it would be kind of neat yeah it would but furley is a nice community to live in and and a lot of the rural communities are really nice to live in because it offers more for the money debbie you live in yarrington
3: yes i do let
0: our listeners know what that community is about who haven't been to yarrington for a while or maybe have never even been to yarrington first of all how far is it away from reno
3: Okay, Yarrington, well the new USA Parkway opened up in September, so Mm -hmm. now it's a little bit quicker to get to to Reno from Yarrington, but um, it's like when we were driving in this morning we've noticed a a tremendous increase of traffic going 95 to Mm Yarrington and um, I think it's because of the USA Parkway, but that area, that whole area of Lyon County is going to be exploding here. Um, People cannot find rentals. Um, Houses are really hard to find, so that's going to drive up the prices of housing in in Lyon County.
0: It could make for some great investment property if you could find the right dealer. Yes,
3: yes, definitely.
0: I bet you're glad that you were in Errington. You've been in Errington how long?
3: I was born and raised in (laughs) Ah,
0: Yeah, you bought at the right time.
3: I'm third-generation native Nevadan.
0: That is wonderful. That is wonderful. And being in the honey business, things are always sweet for you sweet yes yeah Mm, nice so i got and jack you're a native too of yes uh, you know so it's not that often that i get any native nevadans coming into the studio and now i have two people that are native nevadans um any thoughts do you think you'd be here forever
2: well i've 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 moved away for short periods of time and i mean i love it i i it's just it's home Mm You know, and I still there's probably 25 of us left from the third grade class. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still really cool. You you see people yeah. um, still for it's still a small town mm-hmm. for the locals. Yeah, so it's important to you know take care of business the right way.
0: You know, the more locals that I meet that are here, it says a lot about the quality of life here. I mean, well, I grew up in a little town that wasn't all that desirable to live in. And I was glad to move away, and I'm glad I moved away because there wasn't much opportunity there. And, Didn't really have the qualities that you have in Reno, but here, uh, I could see why people would want to stay close to home, because it's a beautiful place, and some of the friendliest people I've ever met are here in northern Nevada, and um, that includes the people that I meet through the guests that I have. So, when I met you, Debbie, I met your husband, Andy, and Andy's in the studio with us right now, and Andy pointed out to me, he's also a a native of northern, is that right, Andy? Uh, Yeah, Yeah? and I had asked Andy earlier, um, because you're both in the beekeeping world now, Debbie, whether he married into the beekeeping world or whether he brought it with him too, he had any background, uh, and he told me that he married into it. You think that was part of the thing that, you know, the queen attracts the...
3: Well, you know what, he had no <laughs> idea that that's where the whole thing was gonna go, but um, yeah, he's as much into the bees as I am now, and uh-huh. he's a great advocate for oh, the beekeepers, oh, so.
0: And, you know, uh, my fiance and I are beekeepers. Oh, yes, you and are. And one of the things that we love is it's a really a great bonding kind of thing. It's hard to explain, but uh, it's, you know, you can take your loved one, your wife, your fiance, you can take them to a movie, uh, you can take them to go skiing, you can take wherever. And it is bonding, right? You're spending time together. But when you're beekeeping, it's like you're in a different world on top of that. And uh, do you experience that? Do you feel that with Andy?
3: Oh, absolutely. And... Um... We had one of our beekeepers do a session, and she said, you know what I love most about beekeeping? It is something that my husband and I can share together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great um, couple hobby. It's a great family. We have kids that come over and just ask, can I get into a bee suit? Can I go look at see what's inside that box? Yeah. You know, it's it's great for families and um, for couples, too.
0: Mm-hmm. We absolutely love it. I think we've gotten so much closer since then. And uh, the friends that we've shared our hobby and our passion with, Debbie, uh, I see a gleam in their eyes when they look at it. And I can tell who is really into it and who's afraid of it, let's say. Because there are some people that still say, oh, I, I don't want a bee to bite me. And they, they're probably confusing them honeybee with a hornet that maybe they had an experience with earlier in life. But I see a lot of sparkle in people's eyes when they hear about beekeeping. And that's why I'm excited, too, to have you here with us in the studio today because we're talking also about a big event coming up next month in February. It's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and I want you to share with with our listeners what's going to happen there and how they can get involved as well. But we do have to take a quick break, so can you hang on?
3: Yes, I can.
0: And make it one more time. And, Jack, you too. I've got a few more things I know you're going to enjoy. So stay tuned. We'll be back after this message. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors
1: today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today.
0: Call Sage International Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Today, we're having a good conversation with our in-studio guests talking about real estate, real estate for investors, and all the fun things that go on when you own real estate. You know, it was just recently that I was traveling to the Napa Valley area for the first time since the October fires, and oh my gosh, what devastation there was there. Some of the most beautiful buildings that I remember seeing on my last trip, they're gone. Many vineyards are charred black, and I can just imagine the devastation that people are experiencing right now trying to rebuild their beautiful homes on the top of some of the most beautiful hillsides I had ever seen. Now it's just charred ruins and chimneys. It's going to take 20 years, maybe 30 years for the place to get looking like it did just a few months ago. It's very sad but it reminds me too that we have to protect what we have if we want to keep it. You've got to maintain it and you've got to have people that you can consult with because none of us can do it all on our own. one of the great things about owning real estate is that you can do what you want, but you always have to get guidance and advice because problems can happen when you're venturing into new territory. Some of the new territory we're talking about today is becoming a beekeeper, or at the very least, becoming more aware of the importance of pollinators in the world. Debbie Gilmore is with us from Mason Valley Beekeepers, and she's talking to us about how to do that and some of the events that are going to be coming up that will maybe help Bring this into focus. Debbie, share with us what's happening next month.
3: Okay, we're having um, Mason Valley Beekeepers are hosting their eighth annual Beekeepers Conference. It's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's going to start on February 23rd. We're going to open up that Friday afternoon with workshops and um, then we start sessions that night, and we go through Sunday the 25th.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I want our listeners to know, and, and Jack in the studio too, I have gone to the annual conference the last couple of years, and what a delightful thing to experience. It's, it's a truly a relaxing, educational, fun event. Um, it's a great vacation, in fact, from Reno to go to Yarrington because it really is kind of like slowing down the pace by 50%. And really getting your mind, you know, getting into the zone that I think a lot of people are challenged with now because we're getting shorter and shorter attention spans with all this internet stuff. But in the B world, boy, you really get into that zone. And and it's a fascinating thing to see, to touch, to taste, to smell. Last year, Debbie, you had a guest speaker come in from, I believe, North Carolina. And his name is Samuel. And uh, let our listeners know about Samuel and what that was like.
3: Samuel, Samuel Ramsey, and right now he's getting his doctorate degree from the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. He just received an international award for his uh, research on the varora mite. It's a parasitic mite that attacks the honeybees, mm-hmm. and um, he's just a dynamic speaker. He loves honeybees, and he is coming back this year. And he enjoyed everything so much last year. He's bringing his mom and dad with him this year. So I figured that that was a pretty good testimony to um, Nevada and our conference. And we're having Randy Oliver come. And we have some top researchers, but we also have good food. We have silent auctions. And... We, it's just a fun, fun weekend.
0: You know, I think of Randy Oliver as the Tony Robbins of the beekeeping world. Is that a pretty good assessment? Yes, it is. I mean, this guy it knows is. all the stuff, right? Uh, you
3: know, you just say Randy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Garth. You know, uh-huh. he's just Randy.
0: Yeah. In I mean, the world. known worldwide. And Samuel, Debbie, I believe is going to be known worldwide, too. He's the, one of the coolest beekeepers I know.
3: I believe so. Uh,
0: so let me describe him a little bit for Jack, because, Jack, you've never met um, Samuel and, and our listeners. Samuel looks like uh, he came uh, from Jamaica, and so he's got that very Rastafarian look and very party look, and just looks like a cool, hip guy, maybe 23, 24 years old. Um, uh, He's probably pretty comfortable on the beach, right? But he's an entomologist. He's like one of the smartest guys I know. And he's, he's got a great system and a great uh, style of delivery. I mean, people really, I was amazed how much people liked him. And he wasn't even scheduled to be here last year, was he?
3: No, his, his supervisor for his doctorate was actually the person who was supposed to come and speak. And at the very last minute, the Thursday before our conference, we had a call, and the speaker we had scheduled was not able to come. And so they said, do you mind if we send Samuel in his place? And... I was very thankful that they offered to send someone in, in his place. And mm-hmm. I did not know what to expect. Um, and then everybody just so fell in love with him while he was here. And, mm-hmm. and the um, research that he's doing is just kind of off the chart. And um, no one else is doing any kind of that research. And he's a very personable young man and um, multi-talented and... So we're very, very happy that he's coming back.
0: I'm very happy that he's coming back, too. I'm hoping to get a radio interview with him when he does come back. And the fact that he's bringing his parents and and wanted to come back says a lot about the level of professionalism from the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association and what people are going to be expecting from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I mean, you really do have it together there. I'm so impressed with the way that the programs are put together, Debbie, the friendliness and the the welcoming that you get when you go to an event like this. Because I remember the first time I went, um, you know, I knew nothing about bees. I didn't know which end of a bee was up and which end was down. And, you know, I asked a few questions, and, you know, a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they'll be embarrassed by showing how um, unintelligent they are. But that's not at all the feeling you get when you go to a beekeepers conference. It's like everybody wants to help. It's not like they're competitors, but more like they're family. And that's
3: true. And we have people that have been returning like you to our conferences for several years now. Um, we already have registrations coming in. And yesterday I got reservations for some um, a family that comes from Seattle every year. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, um, you know... It, it's just a fun weekend, and we try to include people. And we have people who have been beekeepers for some time, and we have people like you the first time who did not know anything about bees. And, but it's, it's the connections that you make. We have people from all different communities, so no matter where you live, there are mentors for you. Um, so to make those connections and to be able to make that jump you know those are pretty valuable things that you get
0: it's all happening february 23rd
3: february 23rd
0: through the 25th that's a kind of three-day function there yes
3: in yarrington
0: in yarrington nevada and i think this is a great opportunity for uh, people are looking to buy homes people are looking to maybe buy an investment property a second home look at a new area that is close to reno close to home that you could maybe make an investment in And at the very least you get to learn about beekeeping so that you can take advantage of the property that you do own because it's it's almost possible to put beekeeping equipment almost on any residential property, isn't it, Debbie?
3: It is. Yeah. And you have it depends on where you live. You have to look at the the town ordinances or the county ordinances. But most of them, and I think Sparks just passed an ordinance here just in the last couple of years to allow people to keep bees on their properties. Yeah. But most places allow you to keep yeah,
0: bees. Yeah, because they're really beneficial and they're not, again, they're totally the opposite of hornets. Uh, they're not aggressive unless you mess with them. I mean, I'm not aggressive unless you mess with me, so I, I, I can understand that. But the bees, they got, they're just busy working.
3: They are. They are, and a lot of it is educating your neighbors too.
0: Yeah, they seem to get learn better when they have a little jar of honey, don't they? That is <laughs> right.
3: They're a little bit more toler tolerant to those bees in their yard.
0: Yeah, Jack Whiteley is with us from C.J.'s Recommended Carpet Care. Jack, I know your systems will clean bee world stuff like somebody drags in some honey from uh, process or propolis or they drop the wax, but How do you feel yourself? Tell me about that, because you're not a beekeeper. These
2: bees, I I don't know, but you guys are passionate about it, so I like it. And I had a question, is is the local honey better for you than just buying regular honey? Organic honey, is it better for your allergies?
3: What I can say, they're doing some research on that, but as of now, as far as I know, there is no scientific basis for that. I can give you the theory behind that, and it's because the bees visit the local flowers or the local plants, mm-hmm. and they are bringing some of that pollen back into the honey. Honey itself is a natural immunity builder, but it also has that pollen that's in that honey to help build up your immunity to whatever you're allergic to. Okay. Um, but there's no scientific basis that it helps with allergies, but I can tell you the um, testimonies to it are pretty. I've seen
2: those, yeah, and they're. I. I mean, that's what I do now.
3: Yeah,
0: and there's other health benefits to honey. I've heard, uh, Debbie, that honey itself is, uh, is like germ-free. It's antiseptic, antibiotic. What. What is this? Honey
3: never spoils. I mean, they. They tell me
0: that you can put honey on a on a bee sting or on a on a little paper cut or whatever. it'll actually heal it faster.
3: Honey is antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal. Mm -hmm. So if you have an infection, like you have a little cut or something that gets infected, if you put honey on it, it's kind of like a hydrogen peroxide type of reaction, Mm -hmm. except it's long term. If you put hydrogen peroxide on an infection, you know, it bubbles up and it disappears. Mm. Honey is a long-term effect on that.
0: So it's almost like a like a Dandy. Neosporin kind of cream or something mm-hmm. that would stay on. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do that. I haven't had to do it, but it, to me it seems like a good waste of honey because it's so sweet I just want to <laughs> eat it all. <laughs>
3: I had, a, I had a friend who suggested to her grandson that he had a big infection on his arm, and so she suggested he put some honey on it. And he looked at her and says, am I supposed to lick it off?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. Maybe that but, would do it. It's really great to talk about the things that I love on this show, and uh, beekeeping is one of them, Debbie. And you've got this great event coming up at the Mason Valley Beekeepers event. It's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and I know we're going to be seeing people from all across the country might even see people from other parts of the world like we did last time i'm encouraging everybody to consider joining us for one day or all three days it's going to be fantastic if you're a real estate investor or you're thinking about buying a home i mean a drive to yarrington could really be a great thing for you because it's a beautiful area it's a growing area the home values are still substantially lower in comparison to reno sparks be a great thing to look at. Again, February 23rd to the 25th. Where will the event take place, Debbie?
3: It's at the Catholic Center on Virginia Street in Yarrington. Um, the Sunday event will be at the Jeannie Deeney Center there in Yarrington as uh-huh. well.
0: Okay. There's a lot of entertainment, fun, food. I mean, it's just a great place to get started. Hopefully, we'll uh, see some of our friends there that we've invited. And I'm encouraging our listeners to go to the website and get registered. And that website is, Debbie.
3: The website is um, nevadastatebeekeepers.org, and they can get information. They can get a tentative schedule, speakers.
0: Thanks for being here today.
3: Thank you, Peter.
0: And Jack Whiteley has been with us, too. Jack is the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Jack, did you learn anything from our beekeeping guests today? I, I think I want some bees. I think you want some bees. I absolutely do. You know, when you get bees, if you do it right, you get honey. And I'm excited about the work you're doing, helping people keep their homes clean, just like a beehive. And that's not just the carpets, but it's the tile and grout. And uh, I'm encouraging people to learn more about your business, too. One more time, Jack, in case anybody wants to reach you, what's the best number?
2: 775-815-1551.
0: Jack Whiteley from CJA's Recommended Carpet Care. And hopefully you'll come back to visit with us soon. Absolutely. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you missed any part of our radio show or you want to listen to some past shows, visit our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com, and you'll get all of that information there. Tell your friends we're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla.
4: We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at Radio.com.